Alright, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. And we're on again, girls. Oh, Again? 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 Yeah, every week my clockwork. It's that time of the week already? <laughs> it is. Time flies when you're having fun. My oh, goodness. Yes. Oh, yes. All right. Ooh, what are we drinking today? Well, where oh. are we today? Where are we today? I'm here. Where are you? I'm here, but where is here? For our listeners. Oh, you we're were all at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Thanks for, for joining us. Welcome to Lynn's Living Room. Yes. Where we are sitting and enjoying the breeze and the beautiful Muskegon River. Yes, because I am situated not quite as well as Lynn. But I can see a lot of the birds that are coming in for the feeders and the fountains and stuff. And it's really beautiful and it's amazing and a little distracting. That's what Brennan says. I often hear him say that he needs to shut his blinds so that he can... I don't know how he gets anything done with his office there, which is the perfect spot in my opinion. It's hilarious because he'll be on conference calls and I'll be like, oh my gosh, there's a... And they just explain to people who haven't heard this before or re-explain to people over and over and over. And I think they're all like, yeah, 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 we know. Okay. We got it. You live on a river. You see it's, birds. It's Great. Beautiful. Shop to you. All right. So, your co-hosts have told me something I didn't need to know are sitting in Lynn's living room. I am Mary Swartz. I'm Hannah Green. And I am that hostess. With, with the, the riverist. With the riverist. The riverist. The riverist. She's also providing some amazing wine today. I know. You okay, brought this. Okay, I'm sorry. You added blueberries to it. And it's really cool because you can taste it. Yes, this is a St. Julian's Lemonade Sangria, which is freaking so amazing. Like, so much more amazing than I thought it would be. It's very nice. They had a wine sale. She bought a bottle. Or did you buy more than one? I bought one of those and 11 other ones. And I bought 10 others and two of those. So I have two more of these. So put them in the freezer? I did not. I can. I didn't know if we'd like it, so I didn't. It is really. It is very nice. Super nice. And for those of you who came back after last week, thank you so much. God bless you. We will try not to sing today. As maybe. much. <laughs> no, no finger, no, no promises though. Okay. All right. I'm gonna start with the word of the week. Ooh, good. We have a dory four. A dory four. Dory four. D o r y, p h o r e. Oh, so it's not a dory four. It's dory four. Dory four. It's what Dory would say when she was four. I'm Dory and four. Dory, four. Dory, four. Like from I think you. Nemo. I think you could do better than that, really. <laughs> really? Because I just had the visual of Finding Nemo, little Dory swimming around, being well, like, Well, I think four. I, th- I think it's a, I think it's a, a door that you put in for your raccoon friends. It opens four <gasps> ways. <laughs> for her little Bobby the raccoon friend, that she yes. has her as a Bobby, or maybe it's a Roberta. No, Bobby is a girl's name, too. I've had friends named Bobby. And all of Bobby's friends. And all of Bobby's friends. Whether they're coons or not. Whatever they are. They're all welcome in her home. They're both Mice. The the spiders are not welcome. Spiders. No, they're not welcome. Ants are not welcome. Crickets that keep you up at night while they stand in the corner. Even after last week, I realized that I really, if you're not furry, you're not important to me. (gasps) Wow, we gotta go now. <laughs> I didn't like. Wow. I only like the furry 
three feathery ones. That's it. The the non-furry. So all the insects. I don't want them in my house. I don't want. The so spiders. what you're saying is, if your husband ever decides to shave from head to toe, he's, he's out. out of here. He's out of here. He knows. If you're not furry, you're nothing to me. Wow. He's my little furry wombat. <laughs> we love you. We love you, Lynn's husband. He who shall not be named. Oh, as long as Mary can bleep it out every time I forget and say it. All right, Dory Four. Dory Four. Yes, I am really glad that none of us <gasps> are Dory Fours. Is that your sentence? Because that's not a good one. Give us a better sentence. A better sentence. A better sentence. Dory Fours have no place in my life. With a Dory Four in your life, you always oh know God. what's wrong with you. Oh, is a Dory Four someone who uh. like? finds everything wrong with everything like they're a cri critic. critic yes they're very persistent critics yes mm. i don't know because i i don't have one i actually just got a message on our on our murder mischief in moscato that wants to know if hannah has a number one fan i don't know does hannah have a number one fan <laughs> apparently wow. oh wow hannah has lots of number one fans Hannah's special i have no fans no one ever ever we turned your fan off Apparently, I've turned all my fans off. <laughs> well, after last week. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> all right, honey, you got a word for us? I do. Girl. All right. A phidiophile. Oh, sorry. Let me redo that. A phidiophobia. Oh, no, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> a phidiophobia. Phidiophobia. Oh, phidiophobia. Oh, phidiophobia. I feel like this calls for a song. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yes, there is actually like Oklahoma. Only Oklahoma. <laughs> I, I was thinking more along the lines of Tom T. Hall. Ooh. I think it's someone who is deathly afraid of animals. Farm animals. I think it's someone who's afraid of country music. The fear of country music. Hmm. Country music about barn animals. Now you're just combining the best of all worlds there, girl. I went to a fair yesterday and watched the, goat, the goats be judged by kids. The Did you? Kids. Yes. That's kind of so cool. It was. I learned a lot about goats and the different breeds and how they judge them. And I love that. Yep. Ophidiophobia. No. No? Okay. No. Really, we're no barn animals. No goats. No country music. But no I do have a Tom T. Hall fact when we're done. Okay, can we have a, that in a sentence, please? Can we buy a clue? <laughs> I'm sure she will let you buy a clue. You've got some 20s, as I recall. I yeah. gave her six bucks. She's flush with cash. Flush. <laughs> Don't spend it all in one place. Especially at the gas pump. Oh. Oh, ophidiophobia. Ophidiophobia. Yes. We want a sentence. We'd like a sentence, I'm trying please. to think of a way to use it without completely giving it away or being just totally generic. A person with ophidiophobia should probably avoid the reptile house. Snakes! The fear of scales. Snakes. Nope, it's snakes. It is snakes. Is it? Tom T. Hall. Tom T. Hall. Sneaky, Sneaky snake. snake! Yes. Sneaky snake. And speaking of Tom T. Hall. Yes. Did you like, know? We would like a fun fact about Tom T. Hall. Tom T. Hall wrote the song... Harper Valley PTN. Yes, I actually did. When he died, I read that. Yes, that's when I that found out. That's awesome. I love that song. I, I like a little that tear song, in my but eye not, not as much. I had a tear in my beer when I heard that one. <laughs> All right. Watering it down, are we? 
And for those of you, for those of you, our listeners, who were confused by the Tom T. Hall reference, Tom T. Hall was a country music artist who had a song called Sneaky Snake. Sneaky Snake. I'll throw it in there. Like to go dancing. On one of our podcasts, you played him before. He has a whole barnyard songs for children, and it's yeah. just, it's awesome. I love him growing up. I did. I yes. think children would be so much better we, if they would listen to those kind of songs. I don't remember if you were there, Hannah, but New Year's a couple of years ago, we were drinking mimosas and playing Tom T. Hall because I have it on my Facebook. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know if I was there or not. I don't remember if you were there. I don't know. I'm, the last time I was at... New Year's at your house might be the year that I actually had my very first hangover. Thank you. You're was welcome. it when we played the drinking shoots and ladder game? Yeah. Yes. If somebody was. Yes, it was. Not and it wasn't drinking enough, so I think we added our own rules. We did make our own rules, and Lynn and Lynn, Lynn was the luckiest player in that whole damn game. Whew. It was like, if you roll a six, you must take a shot. If you land on a space with another person, you must share a shot. It was like, oh my gosh. Lynn didn't roll any sixes and was at the back of the pack, like two-thirds of the way behind us. I don't know if that's lucky. If the whole goal is to drink, then I was the unluckiest player. Oh. You got a word for us, Lynn? Oh, I do. Okay. I think this calls for a really good word. Okay. Here is my word. Zenzi, 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 sick. Hold it, I said it wrong. Zenzi, Zenzi, Zenic. Zenzi, Zenzi, Zenic. And it's all one word? It's all one word. Zenzi, Zenzi, Zenic. Z-E-N-Z-I-Z-E-N-Z-I-Z-E-N-I-C. Zenzi, Zenzi, Zenic. I think It that, involves booze. I think that that is the chant that you emit when you are drinking tequila and dancing naked outside to repel snakes from your home. You know, it's kind of funny because, you know, my thoughts were kind of going along the same lines. It's yours. Oh. However, I have to add, I do believe this is a new word that was added to the dictionary very recently, like several months ago, by someone who possibly has a place on the river and was dancing outside naked around a fire, trying to repel the snakes from their home. Not snakes, I don't care about snakes. Spiders. spiders. It was the spiders. She only cares about the furry animals. Oh, I love snakes. I actually, I was wrong on that. I do love snakes. Snakes are awesome. I know you were wrong, but I wasn't going to point that out. Well, you and Isabel would love each other if you went to the reptile house, because Isabel wants to touch and hold and play with all of them. Alright, can we have a sentence of your Zenzi, Zenzi, Zenic? The Zenzi Zenzi Zenic of four is 65,536. Could you repeat that number, please? <laughs> sure. The Zenzi Zenzi Zenic of four is 65,536. Not and, because that would denote a decimal. Hmm. Just 65,536. You are probably not going to find it mathematically by doing something with a calculator. Just oh, so I that. actually did. One, two, oh, three, clever. four, five, six, seven, eight. It is four times four 
to the eighth power. Oh, wow. Yes, Zenzi. Who Zenzi. came up with that name? It's an old mathematical way to say to the eighth power that's no longer used. It's yeah. very, it's up Keep it short, people. Keep well, it short. Well, that might be why. And there is a big history on it, and I read it, and I found it fascinating. That is kind of cool. It's but a cool word. I think your average person would read that and roll their eyes because it has to do with language and different countries and different people and right. a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, okay, so I found that very fascinating. How old is this word? Do you remember? No. Oh, okay. Okay. No problem. But that is really interesting, though. That is. So if you are a math geek or you're like me or you just like weird words like that and want to know the history of it, you can look that up and they will give you that how cool. it came to be and stuff. And I just... Very cool. Having been a math All teacher, right. wish I had known that a little sooner because I would have put it on a test every time. All right. Would you girls like a tidbit? Yes. All right. I have to say this one doesn't. This one doesn't going to sit well with me. Not going to sit well with any of us. All right. I don't really relish telling you this story. Of oh, Jesus. Relish. But it's kind of a big deal. Oh Lord, you're no Lynn. The Portland Pickles baseball team says that their beloved mascot, Dylan T. Pickle, has been stolen, and they are seeking the public's help to bring him home safe. I hope someone didn't eat him. I'm thinking he looks like a sea slug. Maybe he was smuggled to another It all started in the Dominican Republic, where Dylan was making an appearance at a Caribbean baseball series. He was due to return to Oregon via New York City. He's been eaten. On January 31st, and a week later, the team tweeted out some jarring news, an alert message. Delta showing that the bag he'd been traveling was lost somewhere at John F. Kennedy International Airport. Ooh, they should check the unclaimed baggage uh, store. Did a whole story on them. As the days passed, the team put out multiple APBs, which I have to assume stand for All Pickles Bulletin. They shared missing posters. And they called for help across social media. Still, team officials are assuring the public that they're not gurking anyone's chain. For the love of <laughs> all this vinegary. Oh, God. I wrote this myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, Dylan's story took a turn when the team shared that Delta had found the mascot and they had delivered him to their office. Ooh, I thought they were in quite the pickle there. But they dropped him off after hours and they didn't notify anyone. He wandered off. So, story instead got of... him. <clears throat> Never leave a pickle alone. Instead of being welcomed back with open arms... Dylan was snatched from the front porch around 5 a.m. local time and carried off into the other Porch thieves! Now, ring doorbell footage shows a man wearing a jacket, a hat, over-the-ear headphones, and a backpack. I really thought it was going to be that big stork dude who eats the crunchy pickles. The Vlasic store. Yeah! Ooh! Maybe it was. He was wearing a disguise. Oh, entirely possible. The headphones. Mm. Yeah. It's hard to hide the beak. So you can do lovers with with silicone these days. The man grabs the canvas bag and he walks down the building steps and away they go. So, according to Pickles team, they tweeted, "This is turning from a mistake by Delta into a crime." They're calling for the people of Portland to aid in Dylan's safe return. They offered a reward for information. No questions, no ask. No questions asked. Return. Sorry. No questions. No foul. Whatever. Um, they also filed... You should have another drink, Mary. They filed a police report. The Portland Police Bureau confirmed it. Dylan is priceless, and they estimate it will cost at least $1,000 to replace. Well, it's not Dylan. exactly priceless, then. It's $1,000! Local journalists, journalists, sports fans, elected officials, concerned bystanders, and even other anthropomorphic mascots 
are amplifying the search and sharing messages of support on social media. Seriously. They tweeted, he is going to tell someone that he stole a pickle mascot. You're referring to whoever took him. That cannot be kept a secret. Do the right thing. Meanwhile, the team laments its fermented loss and continues its pleas for help. If you, or anyone listening, have any information on the whereabouts of Dylan, you can call the Portland Police at 503-823-3333, and you can remain anonymous. I suspect that someone who steals something off of a porch or whatever, but they get it far enough away, they open the thing, they don't like what's in there. They're pissed. It goes in a dumpster. It goes in a dumpster. They're not gonna. No, it goes in a dumpster. I bet it's gone, gone. Like they're not gonna find it. Very well, could be. Because people are assholes. They are. I have a tidbit. All right. Mine is a little bit sweeter than Mary's. If you've ever watched Willy Wonka, you may remember Augustus Gloop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He got sucked up the tube of chocolate. Chocolate. After he fell in the river. Yes, he fell in the chocolate river. Because he was a pig. Right, but as a child, or maybe even as an adult, you may have looked at that and thought, that'd be fun to swim in chocolate. I will just tell you, as an adult, I'm horrified by the fact that they continued to make candy out of that chocolate after that little boy fell in it. All I can think is, oh my god, do you know how contaminated that is? That is so nasty. Yeah, now. I know we didn't pee on his way up the tube. Uh, or other worse. things. Would never know, would you? Nope. Oof. Well, two unnamed workers found out it's not so fun when you need to be rescued after spending over an hour stuck, wasting, in a vat of dry chocolate. Did you say dry chocolate? Wait a minute. Yes. Wait a minute. Oh, Wait that's a bummer. A Hold on. Wait. Wait a minute. Why would you want to ever go into a vat of dry chocolate? For anyone who's ever listened to My Father Wrote a Porno, there is a chocolate episode. God, yes, there is. making factory. Yep. With a vat of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Well, he may need to rethink his thing. So, on June 9th, emergency crews were called in to rescue the two who worked for an outside company that provided painting, cleaning, and repairs to tanks for the Mars Wrigley factory in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Firefighters. Firefighters. <laughs> Fighter fires. <laughs> yeah. Fighter fires. Quickly. It's a Troyer fuck. Uh, they quickly determined that they could not just pull the two men out the way they had gotten in and had to cut a hole in the side of the tank. Both were taken to the hospital afterward, one actually by helicopter for further evaluation. The company is not giving out any details and has remained quiet about the incident. OSHA has said it will look into what happened, why they were in there. If you're I'm there to paint, how the hell do you end up in a vat of chocolate? I'm assuming it was a repair. They also did repairs if there's a problem. But I would think that with OSHA, they're thinking you should have removed the chocolate before going in. Maybe they thought, oh, it's a quick repair. We'll just bop in and do it and something happened. So... And then my other thing. I have I just, so many questions. Right, right. And there is not a lot of detail. They're unnamed. I could not. I scrounged everywhere. Yeah, I want their names. I, if anybody I, I their want names. some more details. I right. want to know, yeah. are they married? Are they single? Are they... What? You know, Why? Because if it was a man and a woman in a vat full of dry chocolate, everyone would instantly assume 
dirty sexual things no, might have been trying to happen. for a company that's repairing. So no it matter. Doesn't I think matter. They were in there for no. a repair. It's dry chocolate. It's not wet chocolate. Yes, and if you're thinking, listen, we could totally have sex on top of this dry chocolate. Ah, no. No. He doesn't specify what kind of dry chocolate. Is it powder? Is it bits? Is it chunks? Is it they didn't is it melted and then solidified i assume like hershey cocoa that's what i thought and so i thought that would be very hard to get out of Mm. the other thing is my thought was these two went in to do a repair and why would not one need to be flown by helicopter so one is hurt more severely exactly which is precisely why i instantly went what were they doing in the chocolate i thought heart attack i thought maybe one of the workers had like a heart attack or something Mm. in there and the other was like, oh, shoot, and that's why they couldn't pull him out. They had to cut him because the other person couldn't stop or whatever doing CPR. I kind of have this whole thing where... She's where, got people being legitimately ill. Yeah. Where you and I are going, well, they, uh, they were in there for nefarious reasons, and uh, it didn't work out to their advantage. <laughs> yeah. And we want pictures. <laughs> I do not want pictures, but I do want details. I did, and I looked everywhere. There is not a lot. The All latest right. update as of the time we are filming this was like yes, four days. Yes, we are days. filming. We're filming, filming this. And carefully editing all of the video out. Every bit. The I'm good. The latest I'm good. update <laughs> as of this recording was like four days ago. So I don't think we're going to get anything more out of it. The company's not talking. The people probably don't want to. I just want to know, can you imagine you work for the insurance company and you get the claim? If you're Geico, you deny it, no matter what. You're like, yeah, I don't don't care. We didn't get it. In the garbage it goes. Deny. Chocolate. We deny everything involving chocolate. Oh, a hit and run and they caught the person who admitted they did it to the police. (laughs) We deny that. Screw you, we're raising your rates. You know that cute little lizard guy we have that seems so nice? He's really a jerk. Ooh, maybe that's why they were in there. Maybe they were chasing the lizard. That's not where I thought you were. (laughs) (laughs) Is that code for something? Chasing the lizard? That's a new code. That That sounds fun. Well, I was... And let's go chase the lizard. (laughs) Beep! (laughs) Gonna have to bleep your husband's name out. You know that. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You make a lot of work for me, girl. It's not I mean, like, not like in two have... seconds anyone can't find his name. We say our names all the time. Our husbands. Um, except for that, you are husband and you do not have the same last name. But they know I'm married. And but for some reason, we just try to bleep him out. I have mine locked down so hard people can't see any of my oh, stuff. Oh, I have mine so open the whole world can know because I don't care. You might, but we just share your shit anyway. <laughs> Shit for you. Oh. Shit for you. <laughs> you All right. You got a story, Hada? I have a shit. story. <laughs> and I'm going to start by saying if you have ophidiophobia, you might want to end your listening now. They did last week. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's, what's a phobia of people singing off key? Everybody who listens to us. <laughs> no one who listens to us. <laughs> My bucket list is filled with places that I want to visit. Where do you want to visit, Anna? I've read well, her bucket list. It's actually pretty good. I mean, you have an actual. I have an actual yeah. bucket it's list. Do you have a bucket list? No. 
I have an actual physical bucket list, and she yes, does. I am and working is, on checking it off. And it is really good, and she is checking it off, and it's got a lot of amazing stuff on it. And it's not all just places <laughs> to visit. It's things I want to learn and things I want to do, and yeah. And when she's done, she's going to die. Which is why I keep adding to it. <laughs> good point. Okay. So, on my bucket list, Brazil is one of the places I want to go. There's just, there's so much there that I want to experience. Um, culture and the food and the people and the, the architecture. Shrimp stew. shrimp stew. The Brazilian cheese bread. <laughs> Brazilian steakhouses are pretty fucking awesome. Well, are those the ones that, that all you can eat meat where they just come around? They just keep I'm coming like, to your table you know, and cutting meat yeah, until you cannot just, possibly eat anymore. Being married to someone who doesn't eat meat seems so wrong to go there and I've always wanted to go but and I know he'd go but I'm like not okay, look, right. Lynn, we'll go. Be prepared to close them down. <laughs> that is what you think. All right. I'm not even sure where I would honestly want to start in Brazil. I mean, there's just so much there. Don't start at the steak place because you'll still be there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be all right with that. No. Um <clears throat> You should start with the shrimp stew. I think we did that. Sorry. Ila de Com- was good. Just a little warmer than we're used to. That's all. You do need to remember that. They like their sh- stuff spicy. Not all of it. I've eaten Brazilian food. Okay. Ila de Queimada Grande is an island off the coast of Brazil. Located about 21 miles off of the coast in the Atlantic Ocean, it is a tiny little island. Is this a snake island? This is Snake Island. I know this island. It's amazing, and I really want to. I want to go there. It's on her bucket list, apparently. No, it's not. This lush island is about 106 acres in in total, which this sounds. Back at the drunk alcoholic monkeys, does it? No. no. Okay. <laughs> 106 acres sounds huge until you realize that it really means that the island is only about 0.16 square miles. It is small. It has a mild climate with temperatures that range from the 60s to the 90s typically. The island is covered in areas of grassland and rainforest, although sadly there are some areas of bare rock because back in the early 1900s, the locals decided that it would be an ideal location for a banana plantation and they decided that the best way to deforest the land would be by burning it. It didn't work out. It's actually where the name of the island comes from because Queimada translates to forest fire. So the name of the island actually translates to the island of the large forest fire in Portuguese. It is also home to two species of snakes, two species of bats, two species of amphibians, two species of worm lizards, and two species of regular lizards. This is where Noah's Ark stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? There are no land mammals found on the island. Oh, wow. This beautiful island has another name, though. It is known as the Island of the Snakes. It is closed to the public by order of the government. And honestly, even if it was open to the public, I would definitely never be a visitor there. Now, access to the island is restricted to the Brazilian Navy, who annually maintains the lighthouse there, whose sole purpose, the lighthouse's sole purpose, is to guide boats away from the island and select scientists and researchers who must all be vetted first by the 
Choco Mendes Institute for the Biodiversity Conservation, which is also known as Brazil's Federal Conservation Unit. Okay. It wasn't always closed to the public, obviously. The last known inhabitants of the island were the lighthouse keepers who left in the 1920s when the lighthouse was automated. Well, so it's been empty for a while. There are actually ruins that still stand on the island as proof of previous inhabitants. And, of course, Brazilian locals have stories they tell of the gruesome deaths of the people who once lived on the island. The island is closed to the public because it is the only naturally occurring home to the Golden Lance Head, a pit viper with some seriously deadly venom. The Golden Lance Head is critically endangered, and this story, Snake, has a unique story. About 11,000 years ago, following the last ice age, the area that makes up the island was cut off from mainland Brazil by rising ocean levels. Then, the animals that were on the island were trapped there. That meant the snakes, they were stuck. Scientists believe that the golden lance had actually evolved from a snake known as the Jararaca. So, question. Yes. Do they think that there were land mammals way back when? They have not. <clears throat> I haven't found anything that says that they think there were. Because I can't imagine that if they were connected to the mainland at once that there wouldn't be land mammals. I wonder if but as the oceans rose, the <clears throat> land mammals managed to swim and escape. It's well, not like it like came in a massive flood. No, no but I could see, you know, if you have like venomous bite vipers and stuff like that, why there wouldn't be land mammals anymore, but Right. But I, I didn't find anything I didn't were. find anything okay. that said that there were. Okay. Um and I, uh, like we always do, I did a lot of digging. So when that happened, the animals that were on the island were trapped there. Scientists believe that the golden lance heads actually evolved from a snake known as the Jararaca, which is another type of highly venomous pit viper that's found in South America. Thousands of years of evolution has helped the snakes evolve into what they are today, which are unique, beautiful, and extremely deadly. Local legends say that the snakes were left on the island by pirates to protect their treasure. They probably were. These snakes are actually a beautiful golden yellow-brown color, and they are relatives to the Ferdinands, which most people will recognize. Evolution helped the snakes adapt to island life. These snakes eat birds. Evolution made them extremely fast. Their venom has evolved to be three to five times stronger than most pit vipers. They also hold on to their prey longer than other snakes, allowing the venom to work so that the birds don't simply fly away before the venom takes effect. They're, because then all that would happen is they would fall into the ocean right. to die, and the snakes wouldn't have their food. So I wonder why their venom has like evolved over the years to become so much more potent. So it acts faster. Well, I understand that, but why? Because if you, the only thing you have is birds and you have to hang on to it till, till it's dead, you need it to be quick. Quick. Yeah. The golden lance head's venom is so potent that it can kill a person without medical treatment in an hour. Even with treatment, there is a higher chance of dying than with most other venomous snake bites. You're kind of screwed. The venom kills most prey and can literally melt a human skin off almost instantly. All right. Cross that off our bucket list. Yep, I changed my mind. Not going there. Even with treatment, victims face kidney failure, necrosis, brain hemorrhaging, intestinal bleeding, 
and a whole list of other really nasty health issues that may never fully resolve. Not a fun time. So nope. why so why close the island to the public? Because uh, people are stupid. Well, lots of places. You don't want us in the herd. Lots of places in the world have dangerous and deadly snakes. Yeah. Be smart. Keep your eyes open. Avoid the snakes. Why is this an issue? To the quantity is probably. Is it because they're critically endangered? Because remember, these yeah. snakes are critically endangered. Right. Even having the island to themselves? They're critically endangered. Okay. Well, okay. you can only get as many as your food source can take care of. So if that is true. they that, don't have that a big is true. food source, then there's not going to be a lot of them. That is very true. Well, the answer is no. It is not closed because these snakes are critically endangered. The island is closed to the public because of the snakes. The number of snakes. You see, without any natural predators on the ground there to keep their numbers under control, the snake population quickly increased. Some estimates are that at one point, the population of snakes on the island may have been as many as 430,000. Why are they critically endangered then? Because right now the estimates are somewhere between 2,100 and 4,000 snakes. Disease. Can't go over there and count them easily, I'm sure. Disease, wildfires, inbreeding, and a lack of resources have brought the numbers to what they are today. Oh, which is, yeah, inbreeding. Which is why the snake is critically endangered. Now, even at these numbers, because the island is so small, that comes out to approximately one snake for every 10.8 square feet. 10 feet. 10? Maybe. Square feet. feet. That's five, two. That's yes. five by two. Yeah. If you're lucky. Or two and a half by two and a half. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. Now, research suggests that they like to mainly keep to the rainforest, but pictures that have been taken by the researchers and the Navy personnel show they can be found anywhere on the island. The Golden Lands had only eats two species of birds. I remember I told you there's like 41 species, yeah. 68 if you count migratory. They only eat two species of those birds. The southern house wren, which is usually able to avoid the snake, and a species of Chilean flycatcher that likes to feed on the same vegetation that the snake likes to chill out in. There are so many snakes on the island that there are male snakes, there are female snakes, and there are intersex snakes. Intersex snakes are female snakes with male reproductive organs. Scientists are not sure if this is from an evolutional genetic mutation or if it's a result of inbreeding. And inbreeding is evident in the population. The island is 90 miles from Sao Paulo, which is the closest large city with the health resources to treat anyone who might get bitten. Because of this, the government does require anyone who is granted permission to access the island to take a certified doctor with them. 90% of Brazil's snake bites come from lancehead vipers, all of which are that same family. Right. 90% of their snake bites are lancehead vipers. Yeah. There is hope that the research that is conducted on the island will lead to a better understanding of the lancehead family of snakes and more efficient treatment for their bites. There's also some belief that the venom may have important uses in pharmacology in the future, such as treatments for heart disease, strokes, circulation issues, blood clots, and possibly even cancer. Now another reason that the population is dwindling is because there's a black market demand for the snake because people 
are stupid and they're assholes. Wow. There is demand, black market demand, both by researchers and by collectors. This has led to smugglers who sneak onto the island, risking their lives to trap the snakes, which they can then sell for between ten and thirty thousand dollars a snake. That's insane. Now, of course, if they get bit, there's a really good chance of death or devastating lifelong health issues. I don't really think it's worth that, but greed rarely engages the brain cells. If you want to see a golden lance head legally, there are a few places in Brazil where you can do so. Are there any places outside of Brazil? I didn't find restricted to Brazil. I didn't find any legally outside of the outside of Brazil. There may be, but if so, somebody who knows somebody. But if there are, they don't have golden lance heads listed that I could find. Okay. Um, Now, if you aren't planning a trip to Brazil, there are a few well-done documentaries online that you might enjoy. Suggest you simply Google golden lance head, and you will be on your way. There, I watched a few of them. There are some really fantastic documentaries, and the snakes are gorgeous. Yeah, Snake Island. Wow. Nice. Am I going there? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Well, you know, I don't think you could probably get government permission to go there anyway. I'm not even going there to smuggle shit. I'm not even going there to illegally look. It's not the easiest island to get to. It has a really steep, rocky coastline, and unless the sea is perfectly calm, it's actually impossible to access. We're not going to find out. And once you get on the island, if while you're there, the ocean gets rough, getting back off is impossible. Of course, I'm doing this story and I'm reading about the researchers and the scientists and the Navy personnel and all I kept thinking was, how do you make sure that the snakes don't get on your boat? Yeah, because once you get one on there, he's going to go back real quick and tell everybody else, hey, we're going towards, you know, better land with more food opportunities and pretty soon you have a whole little line of... Well, some of the local legends that I read about, about the people who used to live on the island and how they died were pretty gruesome. Well, yeah, the the way of dying from that, what you described, is not. Oh, it's not pretty. Not pretty. No. It's not pretty. It's not pretty at all. No. Wow. So, did you find out like how many researchers actually are allowed to go and not many do the things? There are very few. Did did I read a headline recently that somebody got bitten over there? Do you remember? I that? didn't see a headline oh, okay. like that. Okay. There are actually no modern recorded deaths from the golden okay lance head. Um, but I couldn't find any statistics on how many people have been bitten either. So, are there no deaths because people haven't been bitten in modern record-keeping time? Or is it because there are no deaths because people have been treated? I don't know. Well, I wonder because I know the anti-venom is super expensive to make. Yes. And you make it specific to a type. Yeah. So that's the other thing, too, is there even anti-venom for that? Because if no one's supposed to be on the island, why There is you? anti-venom. Um, okay. I, I don't know whether it is specific for the golden lance head, because there are some, some snakes that the anti-venom is actually kind of generic, like rattlesnake venom or cobra venom or lance head venom like you know what i mean like i don't think that's true though there I, are I, some i've watched but i've watched shows like on rattlesnakes yes and there are they they require different venom because yes. different snakes but Their some but there are some things. yes but there are some that you can have a that works 
it may not work right. perfectly, so but it works. A, if it's a, um, like, an, it works on your nerves or something specific. Yes, then yes. You can. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I don't know for sure that there, I mean, there is an anti-venom. I don't know that there's an anti-venom specifically for the golden lance head. But yes, that is why a doctor must go with them because you must have a certified doctor who can administer antivenom if you were to get bit. Right. What happens if he's bit? I know. That's why, like, I'm doing this story and all. You I kept got like, sixty minutes, dude. And, and I'm pretty sure everybody's going. Every person for themselves. <laughs> Everybody on the boat. Sao Paulo is ninety minutes away. We've got to get him there in sixty minutes or less. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know, but yeah, it's uh, it's a whole thing. Yeah. So as much as I'd like to go to Brazil, and I hope I do someday, that will not be a part of my trip. Hmm. Although if I were to get the chance to see a golden lance head in one of the reputable, it would be very cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, if you look them up, they're absolutely gorgeous looking snakes. Yeah, I like I like snakes, so I like looking at the different kinds. They're they're very interesting. I like to enjoy them from behind glass or from afar, like when we found the snake in Arizona on vacation. I I admired the snake from me to you away and didn't try to get close. It's always a good idea. Well, we weren't entirely sure what kind of snake we were right. looking no, at that's either. That's why it's a good right. idea. But Isabel, if Isabel knows it's safe, oh, Isabel will pick any snake up and play with it. She thinks they're amazing. Wow. And I... I respect that. I encourage it. Yep. I just don't need to be close to her when she's doing it. Right. Wow. Good story. Yeah. Alrighty. Thank you to everybody who spent part of their day with us. We appreciate you. We love you. You're awesome. And you are the reason that we, part of the reason that we do what we do. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. You can find us at Gmail, TSMIDNTK. We're on Twitter. I think we're on Instagram. Maybe some other places. Hana takes care of all that. If you have suggestions, ideas, or comments, feel free to reach out and um, send them our way. We love your stories. We love your headlines. We love your ideas. I have a couple of listeners who frequently send me headlines. Hey, did you see this story? Did you hear about this one? We appreciate that. Um, anything else to add, ladies? If you enjoy us, take a minute to um, leave us a rating and a review. Yeah. It's free. It really, really helps us. It helps us know how we're doing, and it helps other people find us. Yeah. All right. Till next week, guys. We love you. And we will talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Signed by the Secretary Harper Valley PTA.
surprised when Mrs. Johnson 